The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Forum, assemble. You are watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from the Hall of F. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building first. He is a riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Indeed. Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Hello. <coughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> Hello. We're not talking about the Elvis movie today, are we? I, I don't. I don't. Do you want to talk it, about Elvis? What? what what, look, was he in a comic? No. <laughs> it was a comic book movie. Oh, jeez. Wow. Because like, he read comics out. in it? He read comics <laughs> in it. The the way the movie was uh, executed, the story, like, it, it's it's essentially, it's like reading uh, Shazam comics number one, where uh, the Shazam the wizard is telling you Billy Batson's origin story. Like the narration is almost panel for panel that uh, showcase DC showcase comic. <laughs> okay, wait, we'll, we'll get back to it. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Don't laugh at Lawrence me, Young. huh? Don't laugh at me. Hey, I'm doing my best. <laughs> they call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking to you all about uh, a bevy of comics, uh, including Young Justice Targets. Uh, do a power bomb and the panic. So we got all of that going on today, and of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin because uh, without him, this entire thing would not have happened. So thank you, Scott Rubin. Hope you're doing well. Uh, well, look, actually, I saw Scott Rubin. He is doing well. So glad that you're doing well, friend. And hope to see him and talk to with him again real soon. But uh, yeah, and uh, we also want to make sure that you all know how it is you can get down with Fantastic Forum. So uh, we'll tell you how to do that now. Why not? Let's do it. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Yeah, I agree. So I yeah, definitely. Huh? I forgot Oz isn't coming today. Oh, yeah, no Oz today, unfortunately. But, you know, shout out to Oz. Uh, you know, he'll be back with us hopefully next week. Maybe, who knows, depending on what he's doing, maybe he'll be able to check us out in chat or something. I hope so. It'd be nice. But either way, we'll we'll, we'll get with Oz again soon. Uh, but, yeah, look, if you want to be a coveted member, like the fourth member slot on Fantastic Forum, you can do it. Jump to uh, fantasticforum.live and you can jump into the chat or like write call into the show. We will put you on. If you're gonna call in, you know we would we'd appreciate it if the very at the very least you have an avatar. <laughs> don't don't just be like a little 
blank circle if you can help it you know what i'm saying like you know put put a picture in there if you're not gonna jump on video so you know um so but yeah the people calling into the show you're right jay lame no elvis that Elvis is lame in general or or the Elvis movie specifically? Like what are we talking about? Jay's like, let me drink. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Listen, why don't you just marinate with that comment for a little bit? Elvis lame. <laughs> no, I'm just upset. Why? It was like the number one movie this weekend. It was tied with Maverick. Yeah, but I don't give a like, uh, why are you, you didn't want it to be number one, or did you want somebody something else to be number one? I, I wanted something else to be number one. What I wanted the black want? phone to be number one. Oh, the black phone, yeah, yeah, that's something Larry needs to watch. Nah, but see, I didn't even know that existed yet, like, till like three <laughs> a month ago, and then I didn't know it came out this weekend. And I think uh, the black phone made like three bucks, right. What? Black no. Phone? Like three bucks. No, it was it was number four. Oh, um, okay. It pulled in twenty three million. Okay. Yeah. But it was so. Good. Was it any good? Yeah, it was amazing. Like I jumped out of my seat like twice. Are you just saying that, or did you actually? Hey, can you reenact you jumping out of your seat real quick? No. Oh, I would, but there he no, goes. He did, it. he did it. There it goes. That's like that's Jojo Bassey. Like, ah! <laughs> Wait, so that joint is like it takes place like in the seventies or something, right? So like they're yeah. actual. So they're actually like rotary phones and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That is scary. I agree. No <laughs> cell service. I'm terrified already. I'm good. <laughs> It's like you're just out and you get your, your flat tire or something, and you're just like, like AAA was just one dead. A back then. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say, Bo? AAA was just one A back then. Yeah. <laughs> one A. You had to hope that they drove by. Yeah. <laughs> and then if the guy had overalls and no shirt, you knew you were fucked. <laughs> Good Samaritans just passing yeah. by, like we'll call him again. So he's got no. overalls and a white t-shirt, but the white t-shirt's dirty, and it's not oil from an engine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm black. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, man. So the story was the story any good, Jay? No, it's amazing. Like simple but amazing. So okay. it's basically this kid gets kidnapped and put into a basement that has a black phone in it. And so the uh, the killer's other victims are calling him through the phone to give him advice. So he's like, it's like ghosts? Yeah. Being like, hey, man, you might want to try this. Like, it didn't work for me, but <laughs> it might work for you. Well, they started, they put things in motion. Okay. They also, like, I'm, warned I'm, I'm, him, 
We also warned him about like some of the traps. Got you, man. Okay, I look that. It sounds interesting, if nothing else. It was good. Like, hey, you never seen the trailer, Larry? I mean, I saw the trailer, like, I think maybe, or maybe I saw a teaser. I didn't know what was happening. I was just like, oh, okay. I was like, I, I really thought it was like, I didn't even know it was in the 70s, the trailer that I saw. I was just like, oh, I guess, you know, this is like, uh, like millennial person realizing that all, like, some phones are landlines. I don't know. <laughs> and it's a horror story <laughs> right absolutely like, i'm like i get it like i get it like if i didn't know myself i think it would scare me too like what yeah. like why does it keep making this noise every time i pick it up it's like that's called a dial tone <laughs> it's, it's a thing that phones used to do huh nine seven six i don't know that area code <laughs> well, Elvis was a superhero movie, and you don't believe me, but it is. It's the way it's made and crafted is like mm -hmm. it, it's executed like like a superhero movie. Even the uh, you know he was a huge fan of Captain Marvel Junior. Uh, Elvis. Elvis was. Yeah, and that's why that cape, that costume he had later in his career with the the, yeah. the capes and mm -hmm. all those were based that on makes sense on, on his fandom and once he, yeah. he could do whatever he wanted he's like i'm gonna dress like this you know but it goes even further like they actually my only like they actually spend i think maybe about a good 25 minutes on how much of a fan of captain marvel he was and how much that fueled his entire career <laughs> you know? are you serious yeah like his whole motivation to really like his dream was to take his family out of as a kid out of poverty and, and to the rock of eternity even to even the guy that took advantage of him is like he says like that's the go-to line for them to like let's let's do this it's like to the rock of eternity yeah and uh and i'm like man it's like i can't wait till he fights fucking black adam elvis versus black because <laughs> <laughs> like hey, hey, hey look there's a there's a precedent for that man there's connections because the rock big elvis guy you can tell by his, <laughs> as mm -hmm. soon as he started getting, like, he had the flashy shirts, the sideburns, the glasses. Mm -hmm. And Valentine's Day 2002, he's covered Heartbreak Hotel right on Raw. You know? Is, th is that actually when that happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. And well, then, yeah. I think it was 2002. And, uh, and they even played the trailer for Black Adam right before uh Elvis. So I think I yeah, want to see crossover. Elvis versus Black Adam. I think they could go head to head. Interesting. Okay. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'll I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start writing Elvis fan fiction where he, you know, <laughs> he gets the Shazam powers. <laughs> I'll see. Mo's out here trying to trying to dupe us. He says he's gonna start writing Elvis fan fiction. Come on. You mean continue? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. but, no, but the movie itself is good there's a lot of stuff that um I, I mean you're seeing it through the eyes of the villain the movie so it's his uh -huh. perception he, he's telling you how that went down but you're watching how it really went down but you see his him twisting the events to his benefit and uh and yeah no it was, it was a good movie the soundtrack was good and they had uh 
they spent a lot of time with him and the black community where he grew up in because even in the during the civil rights movement he couldn't they didn't let him express himself how he wanted to even though you know he was feeling what was going on but fucking captain uh was it colonel tom parker he's a fucking mm -hmm. dude from like austria or some shit <laughs> like it doesn't affect us <laughs> yeah and i was like hey, yeah yeah it does it affects everybody yeah and uh <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you and uh yeah uh so you know there's a lot of like, I'm like yeah well, you know ah, it was a good experience watching that if there would have been a black telephone in it i would have uh <laughs> Elvis wasn't racist? No. No, he wasn't. And I, you know, you think he would be, but even like his first Jay Jay's uh, muted. Oh, was he, were you supposed to be were you saying something, Jay? I thought he was. Yeah, sorry. Um I was saying there are conflicting stories. Yeah. Um so I heard he was a racist, but I was looking up. Uh, I was doing independent research, and I did not get a clear answer. But yeah, some people say no, he wasn't. Some people say yeah, he was. Mm. Um, I don't have a definitive answer on it. I know the first person <laughs> I heard it from, uh -huh. uh, I loved and respected. So... Mm -hmm. It would take like evidence for me to, you know, change flip on that. But mm -hmm. until I get so, until I get that, it's, and it's a okay. I'm honestly not a huge fan of his music anyway. Oh. So him being a racist doesn't affect me. Like, I hear you. Yeah, I'm I know. Not big um, his music. The movie itself, I think, is based on. Colonel Tom's book, the guy that swindled him. And I don't know how true it is to the book, but if it's based on the book, the book paints it as if uh, as Elvis wasn't. But the Colonel Tom didn't let him express his dissent <laughs> during the civil rights movement and stuff. Because it shows him being friends with like B.B. King and you know, then they, they show him his time in the black neighborhood growing up and how you know, I I knew he took a lot of stuff from black music as a lot of right. white artists yeah. did back then. And I always had a, a eh, to a certain degree, a conflict of it. But, you know, after a while, how much of it is that, like his basis is that, his instruction is that, and then he does his own thing. You know, the same could be said about the Beatles, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, the Rolling Stones, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's very... Uh, yeah, you know, so I was always conflicted with that, but uh, yeah, according to this movie, he, he wasn't. And uh, it's interesting though, because it seems like it should be one of those things where, you know, it it would you would seem as famous as Elvis was. Yeah, people would just know where it was just yeah. because, like, all all it is is like he he would like it's not like he could go anywhere, and just people don't notice. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like how how did he treat the black people when he and was out thing. with with black people? <laughs> one of the one of the reasons that he had the whole problem, like getting jailed and stuff, was because he was the 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 anti segregation or the, oh, the segregationist rather 
were mm-hmm. manipulating Colonel Tom and said, hey, you can't let them be wiggling like that. That's what colors do. They didn't call them colors, but I'm going to say colors mm. for the show. But uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but that's what they do. And we don't want our our white girls liking that, you know? And then he had to kind of stifle his dancing and stuff. And, you know, some of the songs, like he would sing... He would use he would mix country with rhythm and blues, which was what like to them the segregationists they saw as integration, <laughs> you know, because mm. it's the two cultures mingling musically, and everybody's liking it, <laughs> the black people mm. at the time and the white people at the time, and they were going to the same concerts because he would play the same concerts and let both of them in. Mm. They just the the security would separate them, you know, mm. and shit like that. So I, again, I, it's a movie. I don't know how much of it is true, but right, I, you know, it, to me, it cleared up some some questions I had of that specific time in Elvis's life. You know, interesting. Yeah, um, you know, it's it is weird. Like you say, we should know how, like, if he was racist or not, and. You know, you bring up the Beatles, and I've actually seen footage of them like not being racist. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the thing is, they toured the world. The Beatles got to tour the world and stuff. Elvis didn't. Elvis got locked into a shitty contract in Vegas by mob bosses. So uh, he spent the last of his career just not be not be able to leave, just drugged up too. You know, so a lot of stuff he, you know. He could have done, he didn't do, yeah, or been seen out in public. He didn't, you know, he just became a, a recluse in a sense. So let's set up the chat real quick. Uh, Tiger Claw says, I didn't know Moses was in the Elvis. Then again, if Elvis didn't exist, you wouldn't have heavy metal. <laughs> Anybody that's ever seen me like do my hair and wear glasses <laughs> knows I'm into Elvis. Yeah, I like I love Dice. Dice is an Elvis dude. You could tell straight up he's an Elvis dude. Mm-hmm. Like the showmanship, uh, the the you know the style. Like you don't have to say a word, but you're noticed because of the way you dress. That's like that's me to T. Not just the music. That's the personality. You know, I'm a big proponent to any kind of message you want to give. It's not just the message. It's the personality behind it that really makes cements it in people's brains. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Claw said, "You guys seen the other movies like Lightyear?" Well, I haven't I seen did. Lightyear. What you What you think of Lightyear, Jay? It was fine. Mm, like, I saw you didn't like it. No, I I did, but it I liked it, but I recognized that it doesn't need to exist. <laughs> okay. Is it better That's than right. the animated series? I didn't watch the animated series. Oh. Um, I don't know what I was doing at the time. Like, you're probably in the that Navy. might have been like Navy times. Yeah. It was harder for me to watch stuff. Uh, but yeah, I never actually ended up watching that. Uh, Oz says, "What to see this weekend? The King of Rock and Roll or a Dude Talking on the Phone?" I mean, I don't like <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> also, the phone is scary. <laughs> That's the uh, title of the episode. The phone is scary. <laughs> there it is. 
Tiger Claw says Elvis was the only person who was able to get away with pink. And I, I heard black true. people don't like Elvis because of how he capitalizes on black music. That's true. Yeah, that's a big thing. Um, and but again, the the Beatles did it. ACDC did it. Uh, Rolling Stone. Every every one of those '60s rock and roll bands capitalized on black music. You know, uh, you can't that I. I the problem, the record executives are the ones you really got to get pissed off at, you know, because they're the ones that really like. You can just be pissed off at all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I get, but the thing is, they get a pass. Like these, these, these record executives keep doing the same shit, and nobody says nothing to them. And they've been do they did it up until the '90s, you know. I mean, look, like, that, like, I think I like all. All I'm saying is it was a different time, so I, I'll acknowledge that, but that doesn't mean they didn't have choices. It's like they could have yeah. done what like Bruno Mars is doing at the very least. What? Be a Filipino Michael Jackson? Like no, I'm just saying like acknowledge like the the like where he's getting the influences from. Like that's all it really is, is like acknowledging the influences. Yeah. Elvis you know. acknowledged it all the time. Yeah. That's why he started singing gospel too. He's like, "This is my. I, I like the Beatles, but I love singing gospel. I grew up in a black church, and that's where I learned how to sing." Yeah, and, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like that's. I, I've never seen. I've never seen Elvis like, or even heard of Elvis acknowledging, like, "Hey, like, I wouldn't be anything without these these people." Yeah, and like, I'm not, you know, and I don't know if that's. I mean, maybe it's happened, but. You know, it's definitely not something that like there, there are people that I know that would just mess around and they like wouldn't even like they they'll talk about rock and roll and talk about Elvis, but won't even like never heard of like Little Richard, which is kind of <laughs> crazy. Like you know, it's like what do you mean? Like I don't like what? Like you know? So I don't know. Like I've never heard Elvis say that dude's name. I have. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. You know who didn't say it was Jerry Lee Lewis? He oh, didn't yeah, say it. Well, and he's the one that actually yeah. covered his music. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I did see Oz's comment too about Bret Hart wearing pink. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> right. And don't forget, don't forget Cameron. <laughs> Cameron Cameron wore pink in the 2000s. He's like, listen. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Should, should we, uh, anything else we, we want to say before we get into, start getting into some reviews? No, let's just Sounds like a no. Let's do it. Comic book review, comic book like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. All right, so Young Justice targets number one. Uh, Jay, why, why don't you start us off with this, man? Tell us about Young Justice targets and what what its deal is. So it's basically about. Uh, this girl, Perdita, uh, she is a queen or princess, princess or queen, something like that. And uh, 
she hires Roy Harper and crew to protect her, but she ends up getting kidnapped. And so Beast Boy and the outsiders uh, suit up to go and uh, basically suit up to go in and get her from her kidnappers uh, with the, the added drama of you know, Beast Boy, it's like his first, uh, I think it's like his first mission back on the, uh, after his hiatus with the, from the Outsiders. Mm-hmm. And uh, Perdita also being his ex. So he's anxious to go and help her. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that pretty much covers it. Um should also mention that it this uh this book is actually written by Greg Weisman who uh you know writes and helped create the show right yeah um and uh Christopher Jones does the the art and inks and uh it's colored by Jason Wright so this book is in is in continuity with the actual Young Justice TV show. And I guess it's, I mean, picking up is seemingly not too long after the events from this last season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Moses, what did you, yeah. what did you think? Like, you didn't actually get a chance to see this last season of Young Justice, right? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, what, I, I watched a just... couple episodes, but not, nothing. I knew Beast Boy had issues with a hiatus and stuff and therapy and all that. So I knew that. Right. And I, this is him being integrated back, I guess. Uh, you know, I read this book after reading the two other books we're going to be reviewing today. And, okay. uh, you know, in reading those, I'm like, man, this is why I like independent comics. Mm-hmm. And then going to this one, it just felt so bland. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the art uh, spaced out. The dialogue was just run of the mill. And it's not, I don't know if it's actually that. It's how it felt after <laughs> reading, you know, uh, do a powerbomb or even the panic. And uh, the art itself was very, a little uh, just pedestrian too. Like it's, it's adequate, but it's nothing super creative and mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you know, I definitely like. I ate something way too savory and then got a piece of bread. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes a piece of bread is good. You know, right, right. You come home after a night of drinking, like you know what? I'm just gonna have this piece of bread. You know, right. But it's just it the it just felt like that. But what I did like was the memory, the little uh, after like the, I thought it's the same artist. Uh, I guess it's a different colorist. And mm-hmm. that little motif, like that, takes place in between the actual story that we saw. Like in a moment, like he's having a memory. I liked that was the interesting part, and that the art was it was the same art. It was just colored different, and it just looked more dynamic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they did a terrible thing with this paneling. That that that's where I was like, man, what what's the point of this? Where they did the the dialogue between the two the 
the three bodyguards in the three cars. So there's one, mm -hmm. two, and three. And then the panels flow like the the panel one of uh, the panel representing car one and three are right next to each other. And when you read it, it looks like they could go together. And then you read the bottom one, they're like, oh, I had to read that in between. And it's like, if you could just read them without that second one, like, why even bother? <laughs> you know, like, it would have been easier just to just put them all three in one strip, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I, I know the panel you're talking about, but wait, did you need to be, you weren't, you, it was supposed to happen in that order, wasn't it? Like, if, no, the the car three was the one that responds to car two, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, hey, that, like that could be that could be the case. I, I'd have to look yeah. at it again to look, be certain. If, but if, if there's no clear answer, like that, that's a, that's bad. <laughs> like they took. No, weird, no, no. It's, if, if there's not a clear answer, I would agree with you. But I, I, I don't rem like I, I I know when I read it because I remember seeing that too, and you know, I mean, I thought it was okay. Like you know, it wasn't like it was. Like I, it didn't strike me as like oh it read it read wrong but you right. know but at the well, same time I do remember it happening and just kind of being like eh, that's interesting I guess but it it there's a part of it that feels a little unnecessary especially because like the way that the panel was drawn it, yeah. it felt like there was like a lot of empty space yeah and so it was kind of like oh, I don't know if that you you know it, it there was no necessarily it didn't feel like it was artistic enough. To be like, oh man, they're trying to do something different here, you know yeah. what I mean? But at the yeah. same time, I don't know that it messed up the dialogue, but maybe it did. Well, yeah. it, it I don't think it really messed up the dialogue, but that's kind of my point. It's like the dialogue is just so bland <laughs> that yeah, you yeah. Need to read in that order, it fits, you know. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, it to me, it was more like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm like, well, all right, you know. Usually, I'm used to these uh, newer television adjacent comics to being a little better <laughs> you know like mm -hmm. even the the was it the earth prime stuff it's a little you know it's, it's a little better than the shows the cw shows yeah no oh, wow so, uh, i'm like yeah so I, I figured from this from a show of that quality it, mm -hmm. it's just maybe that's probably why the show is good too because it's more dynamic and it, it, you know a, the runtime the amount of stories they can squeeze in that runtime and here they're they're stifled by a page count and a deadline yeah. you know jay how'd you feel about young justice targets number one what were your thoughts oh i loved it um okay but i i can say a lot of that is probably just residual like i'm um, i'm very deeply invested at this point so um um, hold on. Uh, sorry. Um, I'm invested. Yeah, like I'm, I'm heavily invested in uh, getting these peak character stories. Um, it was also nice to see a version of Star Girl that doesn't absolutely fucking suck. Um. And yeah, like, basically, you know, I, I watched the show and I wanted to know what happens after and they're giving it to me. Like, mm -hmm. this is what happens after. And I'm like, 
cool. Like, if we could just keep this going to the next season, like, <laughs> I would be a really happy guy. And I, I can definitely see that working out. Like, even with the, 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 the type, the quality of the book, if you're really, like, invested like that, I can see that. Like, you're watching an episode, a between episode or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and hey, like, fans of the show should have that if they want. <laughs> yeah. Far be it for me to tell them not to. I mean, maybe Clarence Thomas could tell them not to, but. Just <laughs> <laughs> out here, just restricted stuff. Okay. I, I will say that um, in regards to this particular issue, I like, I definitely like, I think lean a little bit closer to your experience, Mo. Than, than Jay's just because like you know I'm, I'm a fan of the show as well but uh it, it just it everything about it felt like about this like the first part of the story felt pretty bland like it really did and I was like huh that's that's wild just because like the show is not like that and it's like yeah. and, and it's like it's Greg Weissman so it's like Greg Weissman can write. Like I've not only can he write television, but I've read other yeah. comics he's written, and Is it's Gargoyles good stuff comics? too. Hmm? Is Gargoyles comics? I, I have read the Gargoyles yeah. comics. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I know it's not like it's like oh he just he doesn't know like he can write for TV but not for the books. It's like no, nah, mm-hmm. I mean Greg Weissman's great, and so it's interesting to read this just because. You know, I was like, initially, I was definitely like, okay, like, this is some interesting setups. And it felt, you know, like the rhythm of the show where it's like, let's pop into these different areas because that's what happens. You know, they kind of set up like your ABC story and then stuff starts expanding. But, you know, honestly, it just didn't feel like any of it really paid off. Like, I understand that, you know, we were um, guarding Perdita. And you know we're trying to make sure, or or the the ideas were they're trying to make sure she stays safe, but you know she the the folks attacking, which I guess are Count Vertigo's people, uh, r- right? That's what it was. Well, that's uh, the whole point. Is the like the the people attacking don't ever like they just feel like generic bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no point where you mess around and you're like, okay, like, you know. Even the fight folks... is generic as hell. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, all... I've, read, you know, I've read X-Men animated series comics. I've read mm-hmm. Batman the animated series comics. And they never felt like this. Mm-hmm. This kind of no, feels this... like one of those, uh, those drug awareness comics that they love. <laughs> We're sorry, Mr. Weissman. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just it's he knows. Right though. He knows. How the thing is, you know, and that's one of the things the show benefits from your ABC stories. The show, yeah. there's literally four characters in a time bubble that I don't know, <laughs> and their conversations compelling. Like that's my mm-hmm. experience watching that that New God's mm-hmm. arc, and I'm like, I like this character. I like every one of these characters. They're the mm-hmm. bad guys, and I want to see where this comes to a head, you know? Yeah. And the comic didn't have that for me. Yeah. And and then, like, the initial story 
just kind of ends. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I was just like, oh. And, you know, I mean, I know it's a comic book, but, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, it's like my, my, my immediate thought after finishing that main story was like, look, was actually of you, Moses, because oh. I was like, this, this isn't the good load. <laughs> you know, like that's what it felt like. It's like, okay, he's obviously saving stuff for the for next the season movie. of Justice yeah. League. <laughs> like, or Young Justice, I'm sorry, the next season of Young Justice. Like, this is the filler stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't want to feel that way because it felt like, like it nothing would have made me happier than to come to this and be like, man, it feels like I'm watching the show again. Yeah. <laughs> and and I do agree with you in regards to the thoughts too about the second story. Like, I feel like the second story, like, well, even well, I will say this though, I, I agree with you in regards to like the coloring making the art feel different, but. I don't think the art's bad. Like I feel like the art is emulating the television show's art. Like you know, yeah, like, I feel like yeah, but they're trying just... to do a comic book version of the animated show, and you know, I feel like it does that job well. So I, you know, yeah, it looks I like won't. The storyboard I, that, I show. <laughs> that that could yeah. be yeah, it could except that I think the show generally would be better. Like I, I was just happy Clayface showed up. Yeah, because if, I, if I, was, which you know, I'm like, if this, if if that whole thing didn't go down with Clayface, then I would totally just be like, this is all like not worthwhile. Like, before Clayface showed up, I feel like the most the most interesting thing that happened was the dudes in the prison talking. Like before the before the jailbreak, like I was like, before the jailbreak was more interesting than after the jailbreak. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? I was like, I want to hear uh, Count Vertigo talk down to this dude because he's a peasant. Like, <laughs> I'm ready for that. Like, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Um, Jay, how do you feel about the art? I like it. Like, it looks good. Um, you know, we, we were doing two other books, and they're both like indie books. And, you know, they have indie art styles, which I get tired of sometimes. And so it's good to see, like, nice, clean, consistent artwork in a mm -hmm. book. Like, I just, I, I enjoy that. Right. Yeah. No, no, I, and I, I could definitely understand that. And also, too, like, I mean... It's interesting because I know that especially like for those of us that grew up maybe in a particular era that like depending on what era you grew up in, there's a certain kind of style of art that you kind of associate with superhero comics. And, you know, I kind of I kind of feel like, you know, yeah, and it's not like necessarily one style, but mm -hmm. it's like. I feel like like this art falls squarely in the category of like. Okay, that looks like superhero comic book art. Like you, mm -hmm. you could tell it was a, in a superhero comic book even when people weren't in costumes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when 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 you have the uh, dudes, the the security detail standing around in their suits outside the car. I'm like, I can look at those guys and be like, those are all superheroes. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm not 
a huge DC guy, so it's not like I look at, looked at them and was like, oh, I know exactly who all those people are, because, you know, they all look, not well, they don't look the same, but, mm -hmm. you know, there's a certain what? a certain yeah. sense of uniformity, which is, there you know, is why people do that. Yeah. And so, like, you know, it's like... That was a Cadmus clone, I'm like, are you sure all three of those motherfuckers? Were <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like so like they only hire redheads, huh? Only redheads. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's fair, I guess. I don't know. It feels feels like it'd be harder. <laughs> but yeah. So but yeah, so I mean I, I like I I guess I have to say I was like I was actually disappointed in 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 the first part of the story. I liked I liked the second part better. Uh, Mo, it's not like you liked the second part better as well. Yeah, that was more interesting, and that's something. I mean, is, in the show, did they explore a lot of that Roy Harper stuff? Uh, um, what, what would you say, Jay? This, not this season, but yeah, in, last in the past, season, right? Like the second season. Okay, I might go watch that. Because that was interesting <laughs> to me. And, you know, I want to watch this season. I, I want to watch all of it. I actually started watching it on the treadmill, but then I just stopped using the treadmill. So <laughs> <laughs> There it is, see? Uh, Got to mess around and get, get into superhero shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know, I, that just means I have to get up a half hour earlier. But it's okay. Yeah, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Right. But, yeah, I started doing that, and... uh yeah, I think yeah, I want to go back to it. I know my brother is watching it, so but he just jumped on this last season, <laughs> and he mm. just loves it. Like he doesn't know. Oh, he didn't watch he, any of the stuff. Before. Nah, he just watched no. that, and he's like, "Dude, he loves, don't he loves. get me wrong, you could do that." Yeah, but it's mm -hmm. so much better if you start from the beginning. Yeah, like, it's he, he says crazy. he's planning to, but he just he just turned on this season and then got uh, sucked in, and he's like, "No, I'm yeah. gonna go watch this first. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way they set up with the arcs and you know, like how we were explaining a couple weeks back, like th that helped him get sucked in because he could just watch one arc and then go back instead of continuing mm -hmm. the next arc, you know, but right. then he accidentally continued the next arc. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's so it. so uh Jay, how did you feel about the like backup story? Um I liked it. Like, I, it didn't, like, none of these stories gives a lot, mm -hmm. but it felt to me like the first five minutes of an episode mm. where they're starting, where they're just getting you, like, the elements before they start fleshing them out and weaving them together. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, if this was a whole, if this was a 22-minute episode, then yeah, there's like nothing here. But if it's like the first five minutes of an episode, right? like I I'm getting hyped. So right. that was like kind of how I felt reading it, where it's mm. like, yeah, it's like, you know, the pacing for a 22-minute episode and the pacing for a comic are gonna be different right so it's like that was like in my head when i was reading it mm -hmm. and so yeah like it does feel like the first five minutes of an episode where 
they're just laying shit out and they're good. Uh, eventually they'll start fleshing out, weaving together. And yeah, I have nothing but utter confidence in Greg Wiseman to do something fantastic uh, with this book. I, I, with Jay, uh, I, I'm not sure if I have utter confidence like that, but I'll definitely give him the benefit of the doubt before anybody else. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my next question. I know it's an easy answer for you, Jay, but Larry, like, would you read the next issue based on what you read here? Uh I mean, if you're talking about based on what I read here, yeah, no, no. Not, okay. not on what I read. I I would base it on on. Like like you all said, like Weissman's reputation, okay, and and or even the reputation of the show. Like say say yeah. I wasn't as familiar with Greg Weissman, but I'm just like, well, hey, Young Justice is usually good. I'm gonna keep. I might keep reading on that, or I might keep reading on his reputation, um, which is which would actually be the reason why I would actually like. I'm like, let me try two, just to see, you know. But um, but you know, the reality is, it, from my perspective, it's like. If I read issue two and it feels like the same, I have no problem like just not reading anymore and waiting for the next season. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, I know I know the show was gonna be good. So it's like, you know, it's like and I'm just like, hey, like the man is out here working hard to make all this other stuff happen. Like I right. I'm not gonna knock him because oh well, but the comics weren't good though. <laughs> you know, it's like listen, it, at this point. It's like if he's trying to keep all these plates in the air, and the one that that drops is the comic that's like the bridge to the next season of the show. It's like I'm okay with that. Like let's let's let that fall to the wayside and uh, focus on making sure that, that this next season of the show is good. So yeah, so yeah, I, I don't I don't have any problem with it. I almost wish he had maybe uh, put the you know because I it's not. I don't know what the credit is for writers, but I'm sure there's a team in the writers' room. Like even at the very least, oh, they yeah. have assistants. So yeah. you give one of these guys a shot to get a little creative with it. Just lay out a plan, and and they handle the execution. You know, kind of like Stan yeah. Lee back in the day. Like he was a mm -hmm. plotter, and then everybody. You know, mm -hmm. I think that you know could get some fresh talent in, and maybe you know something. But I, I for me, I would, I would. Uh, Read the. I give the second issue a shot. Uh, I mm -hmm. think this first issue was a little a little weird for me, but I think overall the full story that I would want to get, I think is something I would want to read. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. uh, just based on the reputation of the show, like you said, Larry, and uh, and even here it just felt like standard, uncreated, like just run of the mill stuff. But yeah. so uh, look. When you you know you grow up reading Archie or or one of these these comics you know or even action comics in the nineties you know mm -hmm. Plastic Man in the nineties and eighties like that's what you're getting and I enjoyed reading those <laughs> so, yeah like, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say I didn't so it, this like I'm not gonna act all sophisticated now <laughs> like, right like, I, I like I like the cartoon to a certain degree and uh, and I would check this out further there it is there it is so should we go ahead and, and give this some ratings then yes okay jay let's start with you man what would you rate young justice targets number one 
Oh, five out of five. No notes. No, no notes. There it is. <laughs> Jay is like one note. Keep keep it up. <laughs> Moses Magnum, what would you what would you rate Young Justice targets number one? You know that 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 Roy Harper memory backup story get gives uh-huh. it a full point. <laughs> so it's a three for me. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, as for myself, I would also give it a three. Uh, and you know, I mean, I think it's just more so like I. That that very well might just be on the strength of like the reputation, like you know, because I felt like I, there's a part of me that does feel like okay, if I had read this and it wasn't connected to uh, a a show I liked or written by somebody that I know is a good writer, then I might feel different about it. But maybe not. Maybe I would still give it like a three. Still, I don't know. I just you know I, I will say that if it if this was the first five minutes of a Young Justice episode. Then I think I would be in the same space that that Jay's in, where it's like, yeah, that yeah. would be a, a, but but I do feel like, I, and I could be wrong here because Lord knows I don't make television, but I feel like this is too much stuff to happen in the first five minutes. Like I feel like I feel like it would definitely like this is definitely going to be like at least ten minutes worth of show at least, but it's probably more than that, and and it's like you know like and I feel like a lot more than this usually happens in the first ten minutes of. I think they could justice. cut it down to eight minutes, <laughs> like everything, <laughs> and then you you know you then you get the title screen at eight, like oh shit, all this happened, and we just yeah. got now got the credits, you know, because that happens no. in your justice sometimes. It does one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I felt like there was like maybe like two episodes back to back. I watched like that. I was like, golly, we just got <laughs> Young Justice title card. I'm like, damn. I like I thought we were about to end. <laughs> like, dude, I'm like, I'm out here tense. Like, they'll give you like an A, a storyline and B storyline. Usually, mm-hmm. B storylines are, are separated by the credits. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they'll give you the A and the B and maybe tease the C and then boom. Yeah. Young Justice. <laughs> yeah. Absolute, man. They they make it happen on that show, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I, can't, I can't recommend people watch that show enough. So, you know, if you happen to have. HBO Max, go mess with it. Watch Roger from the beginning. You, you won't be disappointed. I would say watch. Say I haven't watched nearly enough as I should, and I say watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I just say watch it. Like, you can watch any season on its own. Like that. Like yeah. honestly, like the the seasons do feel like they're self contained like that. But mm-hmm. you'll get you'll get so much more out of it if you watch from the beginning. Especially like I can only imagine what it would be like binge watching that joint because you know i feel like there's so many like little callbacks and like some of yeah. them are like storyline stuff but a lot of them are just like you know it's almost like how you do with with in life where you have like inside jokes you know what i'm saying like you know you like these people are are a family you know they've they've come up together and like literally grew up together and so they have like little in things that they'd say and do with each other and you know, sure. the show the show doesn't explain it to you. It's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> you just had to have been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, I really when they like... fixed Superboy, he was like, yeah, feeling the aster. Like... <laughs> <laughs> feeling the aster. <laughs> I think it's that was stuff. one of our titles back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I think that was yeah, our so... thing for Comic-Con. Oh, we're feeling the aster. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and that's one of the things the show really does well is uh, well showing how these characters have grown from like the the mm-hmm. Cartoon Network days to now, mm-hmm. and it, it really does a better job because you know there it, genre wise it's for uh, essentially a young adult demographic, you know. And mm-hmm. when you look at a young adult show like your Riverdales and all these, the Young Justice is a way better quality show than any of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah, anime, no question. you know. Yeah, and I wish you know. I wish some of the CW DC stuff was as like deep yeah. and high quality as that show. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of why, like, I kind of was harder on this book too because it should mm-hmm. know better. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's absolutely. What you get for being good, you get yeah. no leniency and no quarter. Yeah. And, and <laughs> right, right. But you know, the other part too, and this is something that uh, I do feel like I would be mad at myself if I didn't actually like acknowledge it. Is you know, the show itself got the opportunity to grow based on like the way that it's uh, the 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 trajectory of the show has gone mm-hmm. in sense in, in the same sense, like how it was on network television. And when everybody was young, uh, like all the characters were young. Yeah. They did things in, in a less mature way yeah. because they're children. Right. And that fit with the format that the, the, uh, the, the show was put out on. Right. You know, as far as like the the network and all that kind of stuff, and then yeah. you know the show gets the show did get canceled, right? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, or yeah, it got I think, or or maybe just not, not picked up for another season, or I don't right. know. Right? They never they never said canceled. They just never uh, like hiatus. It's not getting another season. Yeah, it didn't get right. renewed. I guess maybe right. is the better way. You know, so I don't know. I guess that's the same thing. But you know, but either way, with with them getting being able to transition over to streaming and being on a more mature, a platform that allowed them to be, you know, subscription based where they could do things differently than on network television mm-hmm. that allowed the characters to mature more and to have, uh, you know, for them to approach stories in a different way that yeah. coincided with the timing of the characters getting older as well. Um, mm-hmm. Which, and you know, I mean, I, I say that like, oh, it, luckily, it happened when it very well might have been by design from Greg Weitzman. I don't know. You know, I'm not. I'm not here to t- say the guy does it like yeah. it was a happy accident. It very well, I'm sure, was planned like that. But I'm just saying that you know they were able to to, to um, tackle more mature content at the same time as the characters were becoming more mature, and so yeah. uh, that that lends itself to the way the types of stories and how good the stories can be. And then keeping in mind again, that with us talking about this comic, this is a whole completely different format. Like this is not a mature rated book. Right. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> this, is, this is, this is a young justice comic book. And yes, those, those characters are at a particular place on HBO max, but they may not be able to express themselves in this, or we're not even maybe we know they can't express themselves in the yeah. same way in a young justice comic book. In, yeah. You know, that's just a regular book. That's not like in a max kind of format. So yeah, black well, label. I don't know. You can get away. In general, you can get away with more in comics than you can on TV. Yeah, I, you got to get that. creative with it. 
you got to get a little creative with it, but I don't think this book even. Well, look, I don't think they did enough to really try. Like, I don't think. No, they, no, they, I don't feel they, like they, they tried didn't even either. write a story where they would yeah. even have to face that that obstacle. One of the mm-hmm. big examples, and it it actually made me look at Young Justice, the TV show, a little different, was my niece, because mm-hmm. she was like twelve <laughs> when Young Justice came out. And she was a big fan of it. Then it got canceled and eventually came back. But she kind of grew in those gaps of time. And she's like the 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 age of the characters in there is like her same age. And so she grew mm-hmm. alongside with them. Mm-hmm. And she's I mean, I assume she's having to I don't talk to anybody. But <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I actually I just I talked to her about Doctor Strange recently, Dark, uh, Multiverse mm-hmm. Mad. But I did I got to talk to her about Young Justice because I remember when that new season first came back, and she's like, "I've been waiting so long," and I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. But she's like, "No, it was so good," and, you know. But she's mm-hmm. the age like she's watching people like her on screen, and mm-hmm. me, I'm old. I was already old as fuck when it came out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like, of course, I'm not gonna like the Cartoon Network one as much as I would like the HBO Max one, you know? Right. But uh, so right. it's a, uh, you know, like she she got to watch that first HBO Max season, and uh, yeah, I got a filmer talking about the new season. No, yeah. Larry, Larry, make a production note. I will do it. It's like a cost yeah. journey about comics. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we should go ahead and let's move on to. Uh, are we gonna do the panic next? Correct. Panic, yeah. Let's do the panic. The panic. Yeah. Um, so, the panic is a uh, comicsology original book, and it's about people uh, basically in a in a subway car that gets something happens to it and everybody in the subway well not everybody but a lot of people in the subway get banged around killed and uh the, the car gets stuck which and I, don't, they get I, don't know, I don't I, <laughs> I don't remember the name of the line but it's basically the line that goes under the uh Hudson River the Hudson River thank you I was yeah. about to say like damn it like, you know, so they're stuck underground in basically, like, in between stations under the river. <laughs> and hilarity ensues. No, I'm okay, it's not hilarity. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not hilarity. It, it's, it, it gets really bad, and it's, it's, it's about, uh, you know, what happens. Like, the, it's about what happens when people get stuck together and how it is they cope with being trapped when they don't know what's going on. So we're going to be talking about issues one and two. Uh, there, there will be some spoilers. So yeah. you know, if you all, you know, if somebody's, in, if that it sounds like it interests you, you know, just giving you a heads up. There might be some light spoilers, but you know, uh, Jay, what did you think of the panic? It's such a similar premise to Dragonhead which we've talked about on the show. I think we did a review on the show. I, I don't remember what Dragonhead is, Jay. So tell, tell the people in case they don't remember either. Um, basically, a, a bunch of high schoolers were on a subway 
and uh, there's an explosion. It derails it. Uh, almost everyone is dead. And you have like three survivors and they're trying to find their way out of the subway. Got it. And like get back to like civilization. That that does sound like a similar premise, yes. <laughs> right. And you know, it was so good and I enjoyed it so much. And this is not as much. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's me or if it's the writer. You know, this is his first attempt at actual horror. Um, this is Neil. Neil, I don't remember his last Clyde? name. Clyde. Yeah, Neil Clyde. Clyde. And, and the, the art and colorist is uh, Andrea Muddy. Yeah. Or, Muddy or Muddy? This actually might be my first Neil Clyde book. Like, he's done stuff for Marvel and DC, uh, but I don't think I've ever come across him. Like, I think the closest I would have come is to he did uh, X-Men Unlimited number 14. But I don't okay. think I actually ran across that one. So, yeah, this is my first Neil Klein. And his first attempt at horror. And I, yeah, I'm not exactly feeling it. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that is because the superiority of Dragonhead. <laughs> and part of it is, I'm not sure. It just feels a tiny bit off. And that's good and bad mm -hmm. because the cannibal is hilarious. Like, <laughs> I found her absolutely fucking, like, laughing my ass off. And, uh, yeah, she was great. And it's odd, but it's, like, the, on the great side of odd. But then you have, like, the other side of odd where the way they break up the story mm -hmm. is just feels off mm -hmm. and uh yeah like there are another few things another few things on the off side of on like the bad side of off but yeah i don't I don't know. <laughs> like it, it's not terrible. Like there's right. definitely potential. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying I'm not gonna read number three. Like I probably will, just to see where it goes. I mean, we're already halfway through, so <laughs> might as well keep going. How, how many issues is it, Jay? I believe it's gonna be five. Oh, okay. So I hear you. Yeah, you're saying like you know, like I've, you're you're just far in. So okay, I got you, uh, Moses. What were your thoughts on uh, the panic? For me, I enjoyed it a lot. Part of it was how um, you know, kind of close to the world we live today. 
<laughs> with uh you know in this you know post covid thing where you're kind of trying to do the what you got to do in your daily life but you have to take uh into consideration some precautions if any or choose to not you know <laughs> i'm not going to say like oh it, you know me i'm i'm out there wearing my mask or anything but it, choosing not to you know you're at risk and the fact is that like this book kind of highlights that there's always a risk <laughs> of something yeah. you know every moment that you're and i always this book is like i always have an answer whenever i hear a horrible news story about like a travel incident or a, a, a mass shooting at a supermarket and i'm like this is why i don't leave my fucking house you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I always say that. That's Ironically my enough, like a, a a train just derailed, like just the yeah, other day. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I used to pray for that when I hated my job, and it never happened. So there goes you know, thoughts and prayers don't work. But, um, but yeah. So this book kind of felt a little real for me, uh, because of that. These feelings I've had and going out into the world in, in this time. And uh, yeah, I don't really know what's going on here in terms of the horror. Like, I know getting locked in, but <laughs> <laughs> like, I get, I guess it's scary to be stuck under the Hudson. But I watched Daylight, and Stallone did a good job of getting out of there, you know. Um, and so I, I don't, you know, the cat, like Joe said, the cannibal. Like, I don't need. How long were they there up until that point? Because hey, not long enough. Yeah, it's like I got hungry and she's just eating people. I'm like, dude, like, I know in that situation, I'd be a little different. Uh, I'd I'd probably kill some of the survivors that, like, like, if I see a cannibal, yeah, I'm killing you. Like, (laughs) don't look at me for fucking prime rib, bitch. But, (laughs) but. It, 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 you know, but as far as the books, like I like the dialogue, I like the characters, I like the, uh, you know, political ideology is a big thing right now. So having a mm-hmm. character with a MAGA hat and people react to it in this situation, mm-hmm. it is, you know, you're in a situation where you're just people and you're well, there with each other, whether you like each other or have preconceived notions of each other or not. I, I, I like that, but I do feel this book, uh, it's it's not about that so they put that in there just for its value in that moment but not i don't know how much they're going to explore and it doesn't seem like they're going to explore too much and that's where i'm like "Eh, okay whatever you know like that was a cool thought you could have done more you know um Mm -hmm. night of the living dead is one of the big prime examples of that where they're locked in the house with zombies outside and one of the dudes, the leader of the group, that the the reluctant leader is a black man in the time, you know, before the civil rights movement. And he's like, you know, well, what the fuck? You, you guys going to listen to me or what? You know? And people just dismiss him or whatever. And then <laughs> when he steps out at the end, the police are like, oh, a zombie. And they just shoot his ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a commentary. And. Mm-hmm. This one like feels like it's kind of going to the commentary, but it doesn't want to rock the boat. And so uh, the experience itself of reading the book, I enjoyed. It's well done. I like the art, the indie art. Like Joe says, he gets tired of it. But for me, that's I, I love this. 
<laughs> I love the texture uh, of the griminess of the subway after this disaster looks really good mm -hmm. to me. And these, I don't know if you've ever been on one of those, these uh, D train, L train. Mm -hmm. Half the time, there's a dude shitting on a seat next to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel the, like that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I feel weird. Uh, no, man. No, no. Like, literally, I, I, yeah, this guy just stood up and he just stood up and was like moving all weird, touching his gut. And another dude in the suit just says, Don't do it, man. Don't do it. And then he just takes off his pants and just shits right there. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and it's it's you know, it's what it is, the New York transit system. I was there as a tourist for about four days. <laughs> so uh and that's that's one of the things I saw. <laughs> Damn. So, <laughs> I wish sucks. I was a photographer back then. But oh. um <laughs> <laughs> But it, you know that's just one of the, the that's just that's just how that shit is. So the griminess that they're in before the disaster <laughs> looks good in the art, and then after it just gets exemplified more. So overall, I really I enjoyed the book. It has its little shortcomings, but that's just part. That's the luck of the draw with these indie books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, like the book itself, I I, I, you know, I was reading the afterward and for issue one, and you know, so Clyde said he had the story in his head for a while, like basically since like right after nine eleven, mm -hmm. and like was slowly like kind of developing it over time, and. And I feel like, well, I, I'll say this. The first thing is, I don't know that, I, I don't feel like this book can be called a horror book. Like, and I can totally understand the idea of like, okay, well, it would be a scary situation and there would be people that would be like, you know, like there would be real dread if you were in the situation. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the same thing as, like, horror, you know? Because it's like, you know, I feel like the for something to be considered a part of the horror genre, it has to, like, scare the person that's watching it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not like, you know, like, if, if Hold I'm... On, let, me, let, me, let me write that down, because I never had that thought ever. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying, like, it's almost like the thought the thought process here was like, oh, it's horror because the people in it are scared, <laughs> you know, in the story. And it's like, you know, if if I'm being chased by assassins, you know, in in you know that would be scary for me. But if I'm watching somebody be chased by assassins, that's called like that's like an action movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and I'm like, I feel like, like this doesn't feel like it qualifies, even with the, the you know, people die in this book because you know they're in a in a train wreck basically. Yeah. Uh, and so like there's there's gore, and I feel like even if I was watching that in like say a format that wasn't comics, because I can handle gore much easier in comics than I can in like say 
television or film. Yeah. I still wouldn't think of this as horror. It would just be, you know, a, a, a gory drama. <laughs> you know, like in, in the same way, like how like there there's some episodes of House that I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm not like, oh, this is this is horror. That's my the, I hate this horror TV show. <laughs> Actually, then, if I can uh-huh. aside, say, if I can aside for just a quick yeah. minute. Um, I was actually going to ask you uh, if you were okay, like watching the Hero Gasm episode of The Boys. I, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. When I tell you, I thought of you, and I'm like, "There's one scene," and I'm like, "Oh my god, is Larry okay?" Like, <laughs> no, listen. Like, oh uh, yeah, like I, I was concerned for you, like. Dude, I, I, I'm sitting here like, I'm going to watch it, but, you know, like, I read The Boys, so, you know, like, I know what is possible, and then on top of that, like, even just watching this season, like, I feel like every season, it gets, it goes just, it, it ups a notch with the over-the-topness and stuff, and, you know, I was just like, dude, I don't know, man, like, it's been wild, <laughs> it's been wild, so I know that... The hero gasm, because like that was like a seminal moment in the book. So I'm just like, ugh, we'll see what happens, man. I'll let me let me put it like this. I'll let you know. <laughs> well, I, hey, I, I'll put myself safe. Uh, ho- hopefully, you'll, <laughs> you'll let our uh, our YouTube viewers know by shooting <clears throat> reaction, reaction videos. <laughs> hero gasm. When did that? No, come yeah, out? I could do that. It came out this last week. This past okay. Friday, right? No, that means yeah. you got to do it ASAP. Okay, I can, flesh. I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. You got the camera. But, you, can, uh, you can plug in the microphone to it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can try to do it like I did the last one. I guess, or, or no, I got the other mic, the other camera. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah make that happen. But yeah, but I, I, I just like this book. Like, yeah, it's 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 interesting because I feel like. My my thought on it is definitely somewhere in between both of your opinions, I think, just because I feel like, you know, like I like the characters and I thought the setup was interesting. Um, but there is some kind of issues with the execution of things. And that's that's all aside from the the label of horror book. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you know, I, I don't care if you if you want to call this a horror book, you can do it. I think that's wrong. <laughs> but but I'm not gonna mess around and be like knock it because oh I was I needed to be scared because I don't want to be scared in the first place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know it's like I'm okay with a, a a horror book that's not gonna actually frighten me. That's okay. But what I will say is like you know like I, I feel like the big thing with this book was the ending of especially when you talk about the first book. Like mm-hmm. the ending of the first book, it like it literally like you thought. Young Justice just kind of stops. <laughs> <laughs> like, this joint is just like, why, hey, why you are know, we ending right here? That's actually one of my big criticisms of. Um, it's not even a review of the book, so I, I didn't want to like put it in when I talked about the book. But this is a good time to throw it in. When mm-hmm. I search for this book, it's Comicsology Unlimited. It gives me the panic, and it gives me everything that has panic in it. And then mm-hmm. the for this particular book it gives me the trade paperback which isn't out yet Mm -hmm. so it's trying to give it to me as a pre-order 
for the full thing, but they don't even have a thumbnail, so it's just a black yeah. screen. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? And I'm like, so yeah. then you have to do the extra step to hit click uh books in the series, and then you get the thumbnails. I'm like, you know what? Just have every fucking thumbnail ready. Like, you know, Larry uh, and Joe, I, I, I thank you guys for being part of my life. I, I because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hard on you motherfuckers for how we produce the show and how it looks in our avatars, in our discord, in our yeah, thumbnails. Yeah. And, you know, they need someone like me over at fucking Comixology because this whole fucking Comixology Unlimited and Image Not Ready Yet shit when you're, when you're pushing the trade paperback for it. Fuck mm -hmm. that. You want to yeah, make yeah. fucking money or you don't want to make fucking money? Have a fucking <laughs> thumbnail ready. Have five covers for the arc and a sixth one for the trade paperback before you even launch the fucking book. Hey, that makes if, sense if to me. How, if that's how you want to do business, fucking do it right. I want to take, I want to give you my fucking money. Make me feel good about giving the fucking money. I'm not going to give money to no fucking blank thumbnail shit. It fucking <laughs> pissed me off, Jay. It pissed me off. I looked for the panic, and I, I, I it gave me a bunch of blank pages. On, on, and, and I, look, I, look, I say Jay because you suggested the book, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it had nothing to do with it. Look, it to me. But, I, I don't. I didn't want to be the one to tell you this, Mo. But you know, I think I have to. Jay's the one that took all of the images out of the Comicsology database. Like he's the literally the one, and I don't know why. I don't know why. He's just a bastard. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the this is one of the big parts of comicsology being uh fucked up fucked by Amazon. And uh mm. you know, Bezos got tired of fucking uh his uh, uh Lauren Sanchez and he's like, "Hey, you know what? Let me fuck comicsology now." And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so, right? So, and and that's the, I I love comicsology unlimited as a service. I I yeah. love it. I love the the I I, I like reading random uh, the the originals too you know mm -hmm. so it, it's a good it's a good service and it was mm -hmm. a better a better app and, yeah. and now this now I'm finally feeling this Amazon bullshit and mm -hmm. they they released a series of stories in posts and stories talking about how they're gonna be fixing and I just told them I'm like well if you really want to fix it. Why don't you just do what you were doing before and make it easier to buy on, a, on an Apple device? Mm -hmm. You know, because that's really it. Like, you just, you, you, you yeah. want to make it. Buying is so goddamn inconvenient. Right. Like, and, I'm, I'm searching, like, I'll just want something or feel like looking for something. And it's like, okay, I found it. Now I got to exit and go to the website. Which isn't even comicsology; it's like Amazon. So when you're like trying to type something in, it's giving you like from the entire Amazon catalog, and it's like no, I just want comics. Like it, it reminds <laughs> me of like big business and government and the mob. <laughs> the mob knows how to hustle to do what it needs to do, and big government and big business does the same exact thing on a bigger scale. But didn't forgot its roots in the hustle, you know, and that's that's how I feel about comicsology, where it's like me as a small business, everybody's like, 
hey man, do you take a Cash App? Do you take Venmo? I, I, do you have a Zelle? Do you have? I go. I have every possible way to take your money. I have it. I said, <laughs> and I go. I just want you to give it to me the way that it's most convenient to you. I did the hard work of cutting your hair. <laughs> now <laughs> you give me your money the way you feel most comfortable doing it. That's my model, <laughs> yeah. So I, I have. I, I'll, I'll pay the fees. I don't give a shit. They're tax deductible anyway. So it, it's not. I make it easy for the customer to give me their fucking money. And that's I, Jeff Bezos, Comixology. I keep giving you my fucking money and you're making it harder and harder. Make it easy to give you my fucking money. Okay. Sounds fair to me. <laughs> make it easy to give you my money. <laughs> fucking money, Larry. Fucking money. Oh, I'm sorry. There it is. Yeah. That, that miss, is more money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't like the end of the first issue, and uh, you know, also I I will say that in the afterward, I did see that uh, like Clyde, like there was a point where he was thinking about, or I guess he, I think he said he started this as a novel first, and then made it into a comic. Yeah. Um. And I don't know, like, that could be part of the thing. Like, I know, like, you know, some, apparently he's done a fair amount of novelizations for comics. And so, I, I, I you know, that might be part of what's happening here, where it's like a little bit of, you know, maybe things aren't getting, like, the transition from one genre to the other isn't quite happening as smoothly as you know, you would, as people would like, or as maybe we would like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like the elements are all here. Like, it feels like a really, a really interesting and good book. Um, But I don't know if it quite executes to the point where it becomes, like, really good. It's, 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 it's decent. It's decent, like you know, like even issue two. I feel, I feel like issue two was better. Uh, you know, especially like I don't know. I guess they were like, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What What do you all think? Like, did you all like issue two better than issue one? It moves the story along. Funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I look the whole cannibal situation, which I, for me, I'm like. And, you know, I don't know if it was, like, a thing where... I, I know the, the copy I read, the the cannibals, like, literally on the cover. Yeah. And I, I was like, I really feel like that should have been something you save for people to discover <laughs> in the book. Like, you know, like, that felt like a shame to me. Because how much better of a moment would that have been if you just, like, turned the page and you're like, what is happening here? You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I know that that's something that could potentially happen because it's on the cover of the book. And I get it. Like, you got to sell books, yeah. you know? But well, they don't have like, to. <laughs> Comic well, that's true, too. To sell you the, uh, the unlimited service because this is You're right. the original. So they, You're they right. It's like, it's like, you know, you're blaming uh, somebody for the thumbnail for the Netflix series. Like, they've changed the thumbnail 
every week, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how far you've watched. You know, right? So right. That, that's how I think that's the problem with Comicsology. The the dude that started HBO Go is the dude that did the Comicsology, and they got rid of him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, man. And I'm just like, like it. it yeah, it would have been a better moment. But also, too, it was like I mean, I agree. Like, like issue two, I found that whole kind of thing interesting. But at the same time, I just was like. Like this is wild because it's like getting like getting stuck under a river in a, a subway tunnel with a whole bunch of people dead around you is is way traumatic. And that woman is stuck in that car alone. But it's like, dude, like you like no one's been in here this long. You know what I'm saying? Like you <laughs> like. This makes me feel like if somebody fell asleep, you might have started trying to eat them too. You know, what I'm saying? on the train, if the train just had kept going. So I'm like, you know, this is like, this is just one step above what Moses was talking about with the guy that just, you know, messes around and defecates right in the seat. It's like, okay, well, sometimes a New Yorker will bite you. And it's like, no, it's not bath salts. It's not zombie virus. You know, yeah. she was hungry. She was like, damn, I'm pecking. Like she literally said, I, I was hearing I got hungry. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, it's like, dude, no one's been here long enough for that. Just start eating people, and that—that's what—that's <laughs> what was missing of that Salone movie. Daylight was the cannibalism. <laughs> Joe, I know you yeah. saw that. I probably did. I don't really remember it though. Yeah. See, that was a real horror movie because it got flooded too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that, and that I guess that's the other thing too, where it's like this issue two is not scary either. It's just weird. Yeah. It's not even weird. It's just like I mean, I guess realistically, it's just like you know, like, and I guess that's the whole thing where it's like, like I'm not, I don't like, I didn't when I read this, I did not know it was supposed to be a horror comic. Uh, so <laughs> I wasn't judging it on that. Like I'm judging it just on. Just the the circumstances where it's like, huh, like okay, you know, like I I don't know. It's like it just feels like, I mean, I, Jay, you said off or used the word off, mm-hmm. and and I feel like that's what it is. Like so there's something that like just just a little off, and not so much so that I'm like, oh, I dislike it because like I think I'm with Jay. I think I'll read the third issue too. Uh, yeah. However, it's like. I can read I, just after reading just the first issue. I'm like, this could be a way better book. Like this, <laughs> this could easily be like an epic book that you're like, dude, you have to read the Panic, <laughs> you know? And like, and they need to make it into a, a movie, and then after they make it a movie, they need to remake it as a television show. You know, what I'm <laughs> like you know, it could totally, it could totally be that. Like, it, I, 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 the potential feels like it's there for it. But it's not it's not based on this comic. Like, you know, like I could totally see somebody else reading it and being like, well, why do you feel that? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. So should we rate this? We have to, right? <laughs> yeah. It's in, it's in our contract. It's in our contract. We have to. We don't get paid. Is like, oh, you want you want that money, right? No, no. 
<laughs> we, let you, we let you tell us to go fuck ourselves, but we yeah, you have to rate it. <laughs> right, right. So let's start with you, Moses. What what would you rate the panic? Um, Comics out the original, the panic. With all its faults, I did enjoy uh reading it, the characters mm-hmm. and their personalities. They they were all distinct and they had a good voice, uh a distinct voice among each other. And that's kind of where, like how you said there, like if this was better, like you could see it being a TV show or, or something like that, because it does do a good job at that. So uh, for me, it's a four. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jay, how about you? The panic. I'm gonna give it a three. Um, it's a little off, but it did remind me of Dragonhead, so that was cool. <laughs> and daylight. <laughs> That was Stallone in the MAGA hat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he would wear a MAGA hat. <laughs> I don't know. Italians uh, think yeah. they're white now. Like, Say what? Italians think they're white now. Oh, got it. Like, I'm curious to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just yeah, I'm curious. It, it's off but I'm curious. Okay. Yeah, as for myself, I would, I would give it three and a half. I feel like, you know, like I, I like I, I totally believe that this book could actually like come around. Like, <laughs> like, like this book could end up with like two, two and a half solid issues at the end of it. And maybe, you know, the writer just like, was feeling out the process of it, of, of delivering the story. Like I could see that, but as of right now, like, yeah, it's hard for me to give it anything higher than three and a half just because, yeah, it's, a, it's just a little, it's just slightly off, but it's an interesting concept. And I think that, you know, there are people that will appreciate it. Like I, I did like the art too. I know I didn't mention the art much because I was so kind of caught up in the structure, but, but, I, I felt the same way you did, Mo, where it's like I liked the grittiness of it and it felt like it was a good uh like I felt like it had a vibe to it and the the indie this particular indie art felt like it very much fit the story that was trying to be told. And so yeah. that I can appreciate as well. But yeah, something about the execution just didn't sit well in regards to the the, the story structure and stuff. But yeah. All right, we got one more book that we're going to talk about here, and that is uh, from Image Comics, uh, Do a Powerbomb. Moses Magnum, why don't you tell us about this? Uh, Do a Powerbomb. Um, I discovered this book uh, on Instagram. Uh, I followed Daniel Warren Art. I think it's at Daniel Warren Art on Instagram, and he, uh, I just seen him do art, like for the last five years <laughs> and I love his art. I love his style. I-, I love what he does and he'll do like a spawn one or Spider-Man, you know, whatever he feels like every day. And he sells commissions. He tries to sell stuff in artist alley and stuff. This book was a book he's been working on for about a, a year and a half or two, you know, probably before pandemic he started on. I don't know if it was a Kickstarter it might have been, and that was before I was getting high and going on Kickstarter. So, I might, <laughs> if it was a Kickstarter, I didn't fund it. But um, it's now on, on Image, and 
it, it's basically the story of uh, a young kid whose mom uh, dies in the ring, like like draws. Yeah, a wrestling, wrestling ring. Yeah, <laughs> like draws almost did. Uh, in, that reminded me of like that D'Lo Brown draws fight from back in the day, where I was like, "Fuck, fucking draws is paralyzed now," you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, you know, she. I, I watched uh, the Blue Blazer die in the ring, you know, and, and I, I remember thinking about, you know, they cut all the kayfabe when the Blue Blazer dry, died, and. You know, uh, Mick Foley came out, and people came out to talk about him. To they tributed him on Raw, and I was like, they they cut all. You know, I knew wrestling was fake, but yeah, some of those rivalries were really like they felt real. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but when they came out and just like Owen was this, my kids did that with him, and the kids grew up together. Like all that shit, like it, it really like made me feel something more than I had felt. Uh, from being an Owen Hart fan and a Blue Blazer fan, you know, mm-hmm. I love the whole, you know, I love comics. So the whole superhero thing between Owen Hart and Blue Blazer to me was fucking tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, and in this book, it kind of does that too, where it's like the Steel Rose is a, a pedigree, high pedigree wrestler. And then there's just a slip up in the ring and, and mm-hmm. she dies and her kid, grows up and wants to be a wrestler and ends up uh getting the dad's like nah don't do it you know that's the only interaction she has with her dad is him telling her not to be (laughs) a wrestler and then she gets called into this type of mortal kombat-esque it seems paradimensional uh tournament (laughs) wrestling tournament (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that's the end of the book, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> this went a whole other way too. Like, I, I didn't, right. I didn't know, you know, in, in seeing Daniel Warren give me teasers and shit in Instagram, I, I knew more or less what it was about, but I knew it through the art, not the actual story. And in mm-hmm. watching the story and, and watching all these years of updates on my feed kind of come together was really gratifying, and that, that's one of my, you know. I always think about the future. Oh, the medical advancements and, and these things. Ah, fuck that. I, I like seeing these artists' uh, visions come to fruition. That's what I care about, the, the, the future. I don't care about flying cars. I don't care about, uh, you know, less emissions or protecting, you know, uh, electric cars and flying cars. Fuck that. I, I want, <laughs> I, I like seeing the process of these artists. That's what I like about living in the future. And And reading this, it just really, like, it, it watching this story unfold in this book, it, it just went a whole other way. That as much as, as I saw of it, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that for me made it a perfect first issue, like one of the most perfect first issue I've ever read in my life. Jay, how'd you feel about Dual Power Bomb number one? Um, well, it made me nostalgic. For when I used to read LA Weekly, um, the art style is very reminiscent of a lot of their comic strips that uh, were in the back of those. And uh, then it was a broken neck, 
and a demon. So just yeah. But it's cool. <laughs> I love it, Jay. I love listen. I love <laughs> I like we should have had you do the, the recap. <laughs> <laughs> LA, LA Weekly Art, Broken Neck, then there was a demon. Well, I don't know what more you're looking for. Dude, you know, the dude that wrote and drew uh, Truth, that he, he used to do comic strips back on the back of those back in the day. Oh, really? That, so that's the kind of art style you would get back, back especially in the 90s, late 90s, yeah. 2000s, that's what you would get. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it. this book is, is really interesting because, like, as a person who, you know, that watched wrestling in the in, in the nineties and then kind of, um, you know, like fell away from it, uh, it's like it was interesting to see, like, this kind of brought back to life in in comic form or or I wouldn't say brought back to life because not like wrestling doesn't happen now. You know <laughs> I don't I don't want to make it I don't want to make it seem as if like not only is, is wrestling happening but I've heard that that some there are there's some um like amazing talent out there right now and some amazing you know uh uh organizations that are out there making it happen in a real way. But um it's really interesting because for me, I was like, wow, like this felt to me like like it was written or, or I should say written or executed all around because uh, like it's written and drawn by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. So it's like that by itself is always, you know, when you talk about writer artists. That's always an, an impressive kind of thing, just because you know it's hard enough to do one or the other and do it well. But here, I was like, oh, like the way that, especially in the beginning, how he he captures what it's like for somebody to be a pro wrestler in at, in, in a particular organization, like at the height of of their popularity or whatnot it felt very authentic to me and of course like that's what made it all the more tragic when the accident does happen yeah. and you're just like oh sheesh man like i you know i i was like yeah it 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 really it really um affected me yeah. <laughs> and, and so i was just like wow like that is messed up and then again, because you know, most of these books, when you do a issue one, you have an afterward. I'm reading the afterward and come to find out that, you know, like this dude is not like a lifelong wrestling fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he he like watched wrestling back in the day and then like, you know, like stopped. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> yeah, but but here's the thing, like he didn't even like like if I if I'm remembering right, he said he didn't even like see the attitude era. Yeah, of wrestling, yeah. which I was just like, wow, that's crazy, <laughs> you know, and was just watching like, like, because he had a baby and had to like, watch stuff to stay awake. <laughs> he started watching wrestling and got kind of hooked on it again. Yeah. And 
I'm just like, wow, like that's really interesting. I feel like that in and of itself made like that was that was I I, I didn't know that before I read the book because it was again it was in the afterward. But I feel like that aspect alone postword. <laughs> the post word, right? The post word, um, just like that, this, we do callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that fact alone makes it like interesting enough. Just like the whole creative process and energy behind this book. But even without knowing that, it was just like, wow! Like this is a really like compelling kind of story on its own. And then you get the twist at the end, and you're like, "Wait, what? Like, <laughs> like, like, wait. So, what are we about to do?" So, I'm just like, uh, like, I was totally prepared for this joint to just be, like, very much a, um, like a, not, I guess I can't say slice of life, but a, a dramatic story about a young lady trying to like, like elevate herself to the height of of her, like to honor her, her mother in this particular profession where nobody wants her to do it but like and i guess that is going to be part of the story <laughs> but but apparently it's not going to be all of it and that would have been enough for me <laughs> so you know i was like oh wow like this is this is kind this is going to be pretty interesting yeah uh, Mo, how, how, like, I know you kind of mentioned or, or talked about it some here, but what, what were your thoughts on the art again? Uh, again, the art is just, he's an artist I've followed, I think, maybe since my first <laughs> few days on Instagram. And really? So, like one of the early? Yeah, okay. I, he's one of those. So just watching him, like, work on stuff, work on commissions, uh, live videos, process videos, like, I've been a fan through that, and now he has a full-on book that he wrote and drew. I'm like, fuck, I'm in, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just for me, like, I loved every second of it. I, you know, you mentioned the uh, capturing the feel of uh, the height of a wrestling federation main event. And, you know, his art style doesn't go too much into detail with the crowd. But in those scenes, in those panels, you can hear the crowd. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It. And it, it just comes alive. And that's, you know, you read this book, do a powerbomb. And then after that, you read that Young Justice book. It's like, that shit feels real bland. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. That, so for me, that, that's part of that hurt. It hurt Young <laughs> Justice. Yeah. It, it hurt Young Justice a lot. And, yeah. but, you know, but that's it. This is, this is, you know, part of the um, I, I love wrestling as a whole. The the bravado and the yeah. shit talking and all this, and that's yeah. a we got we got books coming out in the same week. Who's gonna do it, brother? Who's gonna put out the best comic this week? You know, and that mm -hmm. that's power, do a power bomb did like, you know, it, it came up against Young Justice on the review, and it's it did a fucking power bomb, uh, a D'Lo <laughs> Brown power bomb, and then destroyed yeah. Jaws's career. <laughs> Destroy Chris Weiss this comic. <laughs> you know? Greg, Greg Weisman had to retire. He, did they send yeah. him out on the stretcher? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Daniel Warren was like, 
And then that big old brown power bomb. <laughs> Hilarity. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I, I agree and, with you. Yeah. Oh, but that, that's how I feel about the art. Like every like panel just has a lot of like, I, you know, I, I'm invested in it. I've seen the work that goes into him feeding that kid, you know? So, You're right. So, and then seeing it just executed well here, it, it, I, I love it. Like every panel is, is a print worthy or, you know, it should be framed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No, no. I, and, and, and I agree with you. Um, you know, and that's coming, like, I don't have that of the same investment you do because, yeah. you know, like I, I'm not as familiar with his work. I, I've seen, I know that I've seen his work before cause the, his art style is distinctive. So yeah. I know that I've seen it, but it, it's not like, he's not an artist that I look at and I'm just like, you know, uh, or he hasn't, been an artist that I've looked at in the past and been like, oh, I need to like make sure I check out what he's doing next, you know? But yeah. this this sold me. Um and I feel like, you know, it's it's really interesting just because I will say that especially some a lot of times when you're talking about writer artists, like they usually do one better than the other. Yeah. And that can be evident. And you know, we've talked about that on this show before, where it's like, you know, somebody like, you know, somebody's either like usually a really good artist and they're a little bit weaker on the writing side or they're a really good writer and they might be a bit weaker on the art side, but like this book is executed like damn near perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, it, it sells itself right from the beginning in regards to like, you know, and it was interesting for me because I was like, you know, because again, I haven't watched wrestling in a long time. I, I thought, I found it really interesting that it, the match was, a man versus a woman. Yeah. Um, just like straight up, which I know yeah. that they have matches that are uh mixed matches sometimes. Yeah. But I usually I, I at least in my experience, I those are usually like tag matches. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something that is has changed in wrestling in modern day. And so I was just like, oh, that's cool. But I mean, I, I had that thought like maybe just like for a second, and then after that, I was just in the story, and yeah. I was sitting here. I felt like I was in the crowd, like yelling, yeah. like, <sighs> and like you know, they have like the chants and whatnot. And yeah. you know, the dude came out and he was the heel. He's like, "Cut my music!" Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, like, you know. And he messed around and told, yeah. right after after Home Chick basically told the crowd how much she loves them and how how like you know, how they're all her family and she couldn't yeah. be this amazing champion without them. He's like, you all suck. <laughs> you all trash and you don't matter and the only thing that matters is winning. And I'm just like, oh, dude, this was like a full hill for real. I love it. And I was yeah. just like, dude, like it, it, it made me mess around and be like, you know what, maybe I need to start watching wrestling again. Because well, you know, He did mention New Japan, which is, uh, that <laughs> gets a little, you know, it experiments with the entertainment form and gives mm -hmm. people what they respond to a lot. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I, I haven't watched enough to tell you like, that's what you should be watching, but heck is mm -hmm. on. He's probably working. I know. But, right. The one, the one time we're like, yeah. actually just talking, honestly, he's, he's I, 100%. <laughs> I did want to send him a copy and I wanted him to be part of this conversation, but uh, yeah. we'll do it after the fact. Maybe a, yeah, a, we can definitely do it another time. And you have to like, like, subscribe and hit the bell to see when that happens. Yeah, 
I'm going to exploit Heck for our <laughs> financial <laughs> game. Heck. And he's not going to get any money. But no. he'll get a free comic mm-hmm. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so it definitely like I know like AEW, uh, mm-hmm. AEW does he like they had the trans yeah. wrestler, and they oh, didn't know where to put him. Yeah, <laughs> oh. so he was like they, they had the mixed match, but it was a mixed uh, mixes of the matches. Yeah, <laughs> and people were mad, and I'm like, well, like you know, wrestling is fake. Like technically, it could be uh, uh, Kira Knightley fighting against the Rock, and she could still win the belt. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, fake, you, look, know? So you, you don't know you don't look don't yeah. underestimate Kira Knightley's suplex yeah, right here. It's very vicious. I loved on the Ninja Turtles game when I did the suplex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah. but yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I told the dudes, like don't don't be mad at the trans in wrestling, you know, like because they're they were mad at trans in, in other fields. Yeah, wow. so, but they're like in wrestling too because they're wrestling fans. And I was like, yeah, yeah, wrestling. like wrestling. You could have a gopher beat Hulk Hogan. Yeah, right, right, absolutely. absolutely. Somebody come, come out the crowd, right? Right. right. It, 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 that's how we got Barbara Bush. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> she was an EMT, and then she started getting suplex and had those yeah. big ass luscious titties. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, babe. Sorry. <laughs> nope, you canceled already. Sorry, Moses. You're done. You're done. It's like half of the half of the people listening right now already wrote in. My email box is full. I'm like, damn it. With told them. <laughs> exactly. I told them. But um, but yeah. So um, yeah. Like it'll be it, it and. In contrast, which I, I'm pretty sure that for me, like this was the last book I actually read. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I read this first. Oh no, I read um, Young Justice first. I read this next, and then I read The Panic. Okay. And um, like getting to the end of this book was a completely different experience than Young Justice, and I felt like definitely emphasized the shortcomings in the panic as well where it was just kind of like you know like this book left me with a hook not only that i wasn't even expecting yeah but but it was just like wait i don't even i'm not even sure what's about to happen next but i want to know <laughs> you know like i i want to know i know that like i'm just like like it i might even go so far as to be like i think i i, I think i have to know like I have to know what's about to happen next because you know I'm just like, and and it, it was crazy because it's like it spent this whole book basically giving me this story and and showing me what I thought the book was going to be about, like giving me backstory, telling me about where this character is right now and the mindset, and you know basically helping me understand what she's trying to accomplish. And and like that, how she's like willing, what she's willing to do to get it, and then at the very end, just kind of tosses in a curveball here, where it's like, wait, so I think we're still gonna do that, but we're gonna do it maybe in a completely different way <laughs> than, than than we than at least than I thought was gonna be the case, you know? And I'm just like, wow, like okay, 
like, let's go, you know, let's see what happens. So I, I was, I, yeah, I was feeling really good about it. Like it, it, it has a lot of strong moments in it. And it's, is this a 22 page book? It's uh, more, I, right? It, it's, I think it's closer to 30. Okay, I don't have yeah. my, my, I got it digitally, so I don't have my right. iPad, but it's definitely like, I might not be going to Comic-Con and that's one of the, like, I don't know if Daniel Warren is going, but that's somebody I would definitely want to meet an artist alley. So got I could you. bunch of cash at them and take a bunch <laughs> of art. Like, you don't even want anything. You're just going to throw money. Yeah, yeah, look, He's yeah, just, like, Please stop. Them, I'm yeah, yeah, here, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buy that baby a bottle. <laughs> Buy that baby a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about 30 pages. Yeah. Okay. Including, Thank you for that, including you know, the... The post word. Yeah, the post and the pre-stuff. <laughs> the post word. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay, well, look, I we should rate this book. Uh, Moses Magnum. Hey. Why don't you go ahead and start a five, out of five. Yeah. five out of five. <laughs> five That's out of five. Five uh five fucking championship ass belts raised above <laughs> a ladder. <laughs> you know, remember when they when the, they started doing that the ladder match with and then the rock got the belt and then they did that whole the crane shot where it like yeah it just moved like that's that's how I yeah. see every panel here, like that epic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> like no, yeah, like even when she's jobbing, yeah. it's epic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay, what about you, friend? How would you uh, rate do a power bob number one? I would give it a three. Like it's it's not bad. Like I don't know if I a hundred percent need to keep going, but I probably will. Okay, just to see That's what fair. the demons deal is. Yeah, yeah. As for myself, I, I'd give it a five as well. Like I enjoyed it thoroughly, and like it, it literally like just like how you mentioned uh, the the league that he talked about. That he was like, "Wow!" Like I saw, like he was talking about a specific match that kind of hooked him, yeah. and now he watches it regularly. And I was like, "I want to go watch that match." Like I want to yeah. see like what these, what did these do? Like I like the the match that inspired this book. I want to go watch. So, so yeah, that's that's how much that that this book had compelled me to to uh, like move outside of yeah. just the comic book space. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, five out of five. I know every like three months or so, I, I do uh, I watch WWE or AEW, you know, just to see mm -hmm. what's going on. And you know, stuff's good, but I just don't have that time, the, the investment. <laughs> it used to yeah, be a three you're hour. Right. Used to be a three-hour live event every week. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to devote your time three hours a week to a live event. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like crazy talk. No one yeah, does that. No one like, does yeah. that. I mean, it's only <laughs> yeah, it's only us that do that, and the four people. <laughs> <that watch. laughs> there it is. All right. So look, with that said, it, it looks like it's time to get out of here. <laughs> Just that quick, man. Look, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was gonna say, uh, 
if, if I was just double checking in my head, like, is there anything else that we're supposed to make sure we talk about? But no, we got it. We got it all. We got it all. Yeah. It we're good. Which leads me to believe that Oz is the problem. Yeah. Oz is Oz we is don't the end problem. on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. But good stuff. Good stuff. Jay, why don't you go ahead and give us some final thoughts, buddy? Um, so I've been going back and reading a bunch of older comics that. I didn't get around to at the time. And one of those comics is um oh, shit. <laughs> I love you, Jay. <laughs> Thank you. Um You're supposed to say I love you too, man. You had said I, I love you too. Um that didn't sound that genuine, but I'll take Jay, it. Jay's way too classy to lie to you, Moe. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no feel I, bad. He, when I tell him he, I love him, he does the same thing to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I understand that with you. You're black. <laughs> okay. So Jay's not a fan of the blacks. <laughs> one of those books is Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra. Oh, and <laughs> It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I love it so much. Yeah. And I recommend it to anyone that is a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. uh, And shows like that. Um, It's basically a Hydra agent. uh, is daily life for a Hydra agent. Yeah. Which involves getting kicked in the head by Nick Fury and having his partner shot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> good stuff. Really good. Indeed. Yeah, great recommendation, Jay. <laughs> Most Magnum, final thoughts. Jay, I would recommend to you Scud the Disposable Assassin because it's the oh, indie yeah. comics version of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Hank was a ripoff of that. But uh, yeah, who knows? I don't know exactly when each came out, but they're both great. Uh, I would say do that. As always, you know, we got merch, we got our Discord, we got our YouTube videos. We're gonna be doing more. Uh, you know, luckily, you know, work's been busy, so I haven't been making anything. But we're here. We're here every weekend. So just subscribe, like, hit the bell. Uh, whatever you don't like, let us know. Either way, like I mean, we'll ignore your shitty comments, but it's funny we laugh at them <laughs> when we're smoking weed or drinking. So <laughs> entertain us while we entertain you. <laughs> there it is. And for the entire Fantastic Forum, do what Moses just said. This is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Sorry, I was buying Scud. <laughs> Jay, can you finish the show, Jay? The following may contain language. <laughs> no, he can't. No, he can't. <laughs>